back to old school with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to it on a Monday again. Happy Monday. Hopefully you folks are having a great time. Somebody asked you a question, DP. Ask away, bro. Somebody asked, Brandon Sports World said, why did Henry Cejudo go on a temporary hiatus? Kind of disappeared off the map a little bit. So, well, he didn't really. He went, he went, he went one, which is its own international MMA federation. So you go over, you go over to Asia and they pay you, pay you. Okay. And it's no different than pro wrestling or jujitsu or kickboxing that if you, once you go and get one international credit, right? For people who are willing to pay you outside of what the UFC will pay you. Now, Henry was making good money in the UFC, but he wasn't making one money. Right. One money is a freedom. It's the difference between uh, Casey Tamanaga and what he can make in NIL Nebraska versus what he can make as a player in his home country. They're not the same. They're not the same. And there's value. Is live, is live PGA? Basically, same, right? In a similar that, that, way. That, that, that there are people that are in the business of generating cash. And then that cash allows you to come back and do the thing you want to do. Doing the thing that you have to do, live, allows you to come back and do PGA at a pace and level you want to do it. At, right. Right. Because, hey, there's there's bank. Like I got, look, my, my next generation, like the difference between generational wealth and being currently rich yeah like generational wealth wealth rich well off there are different yeah different levels to that it's different levels to it right that there are players in the nba who are rich yeah they're not wealthy because they don't have they don't have the system in play to keep that money and then to grow that money like there's a few michaels and magics but there are a lot of folks who made money who disappeared yeah facts who disappeared there are folks uh you know, Stefan Marbury, Facts. that he could have stayed and made NBA money, or he could go overseas mm-hmm. and become an icon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He can come up with an icon, and then he can come back and do what he wants to do mm-hmm. around NBA circles, running camps, uh, sponsors, and such. Cejudo made that money money over there, and he's now making more money because he learned more arts. Mm-hmm. He more He learned more mixed martial arts while he was over there yeah and it made him a better fighter and it made him a better businessman yeah yeah so that's the stuff that was in play it, there's a lot to it so who know i mean again he's an olympian like a true usa olympian mm-hmm. in wrestling um you know a lot of folks don't know the history behind this dude but so is a monster he's just a little dude if he was a heavyweight he would be the goat because he's 5'4", 135. Yeah, if he was if he was a heavyweight, he would be, be he and Demetrius Johnson, those are the two one A one B. Those are the Ali Foreman of of small guys in UFC, right? They're Ali Fraser. That that's how good they were. But they're little dudes. Yeah. So they fall into the Sugar Ray Hearns category rather than the Ali yeah. Fraser category. Yeah. Because little dudes have to be greater than the big dudes to get the same credit. Um, so yeah, so who know that's, he's, he's a good one. It was, it, it's funny too. So a couple of things. So Friday, uh, two of my former players from, from Houston, uh, play for Northwestern and, uh, 
there was a moment in the game Friday where uh, Evan Menarvik, who played uh, who plays third base for Northwestern, um, he's been injured a lot of this year, but he's healthy now. As a matter of fact, his dad flew in from London to uh, to 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 catch his son since his son's playing again. But Evan was, in my mind, one of the top three quarterbacks in the state of Texas. One, I mean, he was that. I'll show you some clips. Evan was a bad dude. Yeah. And there was a moment where he had, he had hit a single and passball took him a second. And he's standing off second base in front of Bryce Matthews. Mm-hmm. And I took the picture because there were two of Texas's great high school quarterbacks playing baseball in Lincoln, Nebraska three years later. Mm. Like, and I just went, oh. And then he advances the third, and he's standing there with Lance Harvell, who, of course, coached in, in, in Texas. As a matter of fact, Harvell actually recruited and signed two of Menarvik's teammates to play at Sam Houston State for him and Will Bolt, right? So these mm-hmm. kids, this little school in, in the Woodlands, Texas, produced a bunch of Division One baseball players. Right. Uh, Evan is just a good kid. He'll be a doctor, like, you know, if he doesn't make it in baseball, he – he comes from a millionaire family. He's gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. Like got Northwestern degree, mm-hmm. and he's good looking. So he mm-hmm. like life is his. Reed Smith was another one, star pitcher who pitched at Texas Tech first, and then transferred to Northwestern because of that. They were there. Um, so I got to see those young people, and it warmed my heart because this is these are my these are my they're still my kids. So I need to show up for them. Mm-hmm. I leave there and go down to a PBA, and I'm standing out front of the building. And I was trying to find Raf. And up not north. a hard guy to find, but yeah, but right, like I'm looking up <laughs> above everybody else to see Raph walk in, but Raph was already inside. I'm standing there, and Matt Rule walked up. And I, I, I've been telling people this thing that I want to know someone or something before I speak about someone or something. I actually want to know them. Like I want to know them, right? I don't. I don't want to speculate about who I think a person is until that until that person shows me who they are. Yeah, and then then I have some some steak and potatoes behind it. There's some substance, right, to to how I feel about it. And Matt Rule came up and called me out by name. Now I've been in the room with Matt Rule before. I mean, I've been at practices and I've been at events where you know we've talked. We talked several times. But Matt Rule came up and talked to, and called me out by name mm-hmm. and then had a legitimate conversation with me. And I gave him a little, little grief, to be totally honest. Gave him a little, gave him a little, little smoke. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how come you haven't been on the ticket? He's like, I love the ticket. I'm like, oh, you do? I'm like, why haven't you been on it? And he goes, no one's asked. And I said, come on. Like, come on. He goes, no. We were at dinner. We talked about it, but we didn't commit to doing it but other people have talked to people in my department but talking to me he goes but i tell you what i'm going to be on the ticket i'm going to make sure that the people who need to know this know this and then we'll talk next week and we'll we'll make it happen good and then i watched him walk and we took a picture Mm -hmm. i'll I'll share that i hadn't even shared it yet like i i didn't want to be that dude like i'm going to share it later but he walked in and we our seats were second row he was first row next to us. He came walking down the aisle, and he did a thing that I've asked people to do a hundred times on the station. And he offered me a fist bump, and I went, 
okay, he he just scored bonus points. And I hate to be that dude that that's what it took, but that's what it took. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what it took to be a person. Yeah, yeah. Like, remove the, 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 the title BS. Yeah. But just be a dude. Can can I can I can I elaborate yeah, on that? Yeah. So just on that specific point, um, so I'm going over to um, similar similar type of thing. I'm going over to um, basketball practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm walking in. Uh, Matt Rule and a few of his coaches had just when been speaking to the basketball team and you know sharing some stuff with them. He walks out. Now there's there's multiple coaches that I've run in situations like that that they may walk by you nod and say hello and keep on moving, right? Which is you know normal for any other coach, but there there's there's something uniquely different about rule because he looked me in my eye, halfway kind of looked me up in my down, you know, kind of up and down. Right? He measured you know, measured me a little bit stepped up to me smiled mm-hmm. and then i introduced myself and i told him who i was mm-hmm. and and he stood there and presented himself and had a short conversation but but it was engaging it wasn't you know short quick try to get the heck on by you type of deal so that you you're absolutely right he he's something there's something uniquely different about him that when he looks you in your face he you know, he means you, it i called yeah. by name acknowledged and then yeah. had a conversation and people were coming up like they were starting to gather Right, because they recognized who he was, and you know, take pictures and otherwise. And he was like, "Let me do this first, and then I'm gonna take care of y'all." And then once inside at the wrestling match, a couple of things, and everybody knows I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Like, I, I just am. And to watch Rule, who later said, "Hey, I'm not really a WWE fan like that," but he engaged in the event. He was present in the event. So once he, he got the rhythm of somebody was, you know, there's a pinfall and everybody counts one, two. Well, Matt Rule's counting one, two. And then when they kick out, ah, like Matt Rule was full in. And I thought, you know, I said, Derek Pearson, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself because I was giving him bonus points for being a, a wrestling fan. But more importantly, I was giving him fans for being points for being present. Like he was just present i watched him take pictures with every kid in that section yeah like i I watched him sign autographs i watched him do selfies with people like i watched it and i went okay now again in real truth it has nothing to do with winning games in august september october november but what i can tell you as a person i can tell you that i can't imagine every nebraska coach there doing that the way he did yeah, yeah. Like that's 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 the thing I can say. I, there are a bunch of Nebraska coaches now. I, I guarantee you, Mark Manning, they would have had to keep him from climbing over the over the over the over the edge and jumping in the ring and putting somebody in. Those dudes in the ring would have been scared. Yeah, Should right. Like scared. like him and George Burrow would have just like been front row and then would jump up in the ring and lock somebody up. I would. I could see Coach Hoyberg standing there giving beef to 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 a wrestler. Right. Yeah. Like I could see it. Um, I could see Will Bolton Harvell actually putting on masses. They're from, they're from Texas. They're wrestling fans, guaranteed, and I can see them. So I give Matt Rule credit for being the person that he was in that event because it showed me some humanity that often gets lost. Yeah, It often, sadly, gets lost. It does. And I was like, okay, I'm not saying he's going to win seven games. I'm just saying he's a he, he's a person. As a person, yeah. as a person, 
he scored points with me Friday and I wanted to share because I just felt like, you know what? That was some good stuff. Yeah. That was a, a great representation for the state, for the program, for the university. He did all those things all at once in three different opportunities. Like, again, not all coaches would have aced that exam. Mm -hmm. He aced the exam, so I wanted to give him credit for it. Um, I do want to shout out something um, as simple as I can before we get into the short segment to close out, uh, close out the hour. But I had a big weekend. And there's a, a series, a compilation, a, a series of books that I've been able to be a part of with coaches and educators from around the country. And it's called The Impact of Influence. And some of you know it, some of you don't. But we released uh, volume six uh, Saturday. And it's a big process. A lot of Zoom calls, a lot of shows, a lot of the stuff where you have to pitch and sell and pitch and sell and pitch. And, and what's sell. the name of it again? The Impact of Influence. Uh, the lead author is a guy, Chip, a coach from Texas, Chip Baker, uh, national spokesperson, travels the country giving speeches. Um, one of the great humans. He's been on the station several times. Uh, one of the great humans. But just reminding people that we all have influence. And when we choose it po positively, it becomes impact. Mm -hmm. And it becomes the good thing. And we, in these stories, we all just pay tribute to people who loved us. People oh, who good. taught us. So sometimes it's coaches, mm. sometimes it's parents, yeah. sometimes yeah. it's people in the neighborhood, like sometimes it's a teammate, whatever it is. And this one, this one has 15 authors, 15 stories of lessons and love. Like it's real simple. And it's a great read. I got I'll, I'll tell you that. But we found out that in fact it reached Amazon bestseller, uh, number one bestseller. So we each author gets to do that. Yes. Um I'm now on an 11-time Amazon bestseller. Not one, not two, not three, right. not four, not yeah, five, yeah, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, not ten. There like, we go. One we got more. To 11 it's, it's just, it's That's just dope. like this one, like the previous one, I got to honor my grandmother. This one, I chose my stepfather. I chose mm -hmm. the man I call Pops, who came into my life when I was 11 years old and loved on me. He, he, he married a woman who had eight kids. Mm, wow. Yeah. And walked in and said, okay, I'm going to love y'all. He's a DC cop, mm -hmm. boxing fanatic, gave me my love of boxing, told me all the stories of Ted Williams and Joe Lewis, and took me, often sit me down and take me back in the day about the greats of sports and telling me that Willie Mays was the greatest baseball player ever lived, and he would fight me over it. It's beautiful. So uh, for those that are interested in it, reach out to me. Um, you can find it on my, my website, loveprints.us, or you can just reach out to me. I'll get you a signed copy of it. Um, it's 15 great stories. Uh, don't go anywhere. More old school when we come back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.